Hello, you are listening to another episode or maybe your first episode of Unprofessionals Asking Questions. This, I believe, is episode 27. Who are you? I'm Julia. I'm Sid. <laughs> so I'm bad at that. Uh, not introducing yeah. ourselves right away? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, most people probably know who we are. They don't really listen. listening. What <laughs> <laughs> if you don't? I'm Julia. And I'm Sid. <laughs> Again. Again. <laughs> but this is episode 27. In, this is coming out the day before Halloween, so we're going to do a Halloween theme. The question I really have is what comes to mind when you think of Halloween, and I'm going to prompt you with, like, cues for you to tell me, and then I'm going to give you, like, a little bit of the okay. the background. All right? So All right. going to jump right Let's into it. Let's get spooky, bitches. Not that spooky, to be honest. Well, okay. But it's all thing Halloween. Yeah. Okay, so... You're not like on, you're not following along, right? I don't want you to get the answers when I'm asking. No, I'm just on your pictures. Oh, okay. So, from what you know, where do you know or believe or think Halloween originated from? Um, is it pagan? Like, are you asking like religion? Not really religion, more um, area. Yeah. Place on the earth. Place on earth. Pay could kind of fall in line to a certain extent, but we're going farther back than that Mm -hmm. in a sense. So did it start in the Roman Empire? Before the Roman Empire, actually. Egypt? No. (laughs) So according to the Library of Congress, quote, (laughs) the Halloween holiday has its roots in the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain. 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 I saw a couple different. Some were like Samhain. Some were Samhain. It's spelled S-A-M-H-A-I-N. But it's Gaelic. So it's a pagan. Oh, wait. (laughs) Hey. A pagan religious celebration to welcome the harvest at the end of the summer when people would light bonfires and wear costumes to ward off ghosts. Yeah. I'm sorry. I guess I was just like so... I didn't know that. Well, I still don't know like where it came from though. Yeah, but for some reason, even though I did the research, I was thinking pagan was later than the... I have no idea. The Celtics. No idea. But anyways, guess not. (laughs) So, Samhain, however you want to say it, I'm going to say Samhain. Okay. That festival was in celebration of the Celtic New Year. And the name Samhain literally means summer's end. So, again, is marking the close of the harvest season and the coming of winter. Okay. And by the way, the Celts lived like 2,000 years ago. And it was mostly in the areas that we now know as Ireland, the United Kingdom, and northern France. Is that how I said it? No, I just like saying like Ireland. I can't do that. Ireland. It's like oi. Oi. Ireland. 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 It's probably not even right. Ireland. I don't know. I wish I could know accents, but I just can't. I'm probably pretty offensive. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we got back to the festival. They celebrated their new year on November 1st, but that actual, like, festival, Samhain, was celebrated on October 31st. So, it's kind of like New Year's Eve, in a sense. Okay. We're going to set the scene here. It's it's marking the beginning of, like, their new year, kind of, the celebration is marking the beginning of the dark, cold winter, which mm-hmm. is also a time of year that's often associated with human death. Yeah, because most people die during the winter. Yes. You know, starvation, mm-hmm. survival. No crops. Nothing. Yeah. Animals would die. 
Yes, exactly. So it was the Celts' belief that the veil, the veil between the worlds of the living and the dead, was the thinnest and blurred the night before the new year mm-hmm. on October thirty first. So the dead could then return and walk where they had before. Which you'll be listening to this on that day, right? On the thirtieth. Like that night? So, or is it the 31st? The 31st is the Samhain celebration. And then their New Year's is November 1st. Okay. So, if you're listening to it the day after this episode comes out, it would be the Samhain. Which would be spooky time to listen to. Yeah. And then you can just, like, tell everybody all your fun facts that you know about Halloween. (laughs) So, it was also a time... Like, this festival was also a time where those who had died in the past and for one reason or another hadn't moved on, they could do so on this time. Sometimes they would even interact with the living to say goodbye or so it's allegedly said. Another reason for this festival was that the Celts believed that the presence of the uh, otherworldly spirits made it easier for the Druids, the Celtic priests, to make predictions about the future. So not a lot of like spookiness. Like to them, this was about like living and like making the spirits move on. Okay. The Celts were entirely dependent on the volatile. We kind of just said this, but the volatile uh, natural world. These predictions were an extremely important source of comfort during the long dark winter. So mm-hmm. trying to have ease before this yeah. kind of horrible time of year. And who knows who you're gonna lose. Yes. So to start the event, the druids would build like massive sacred bonfires. And the reason for the bonfires, we're kind of going to circle back into how this is evolved too. But the bonfires was to kind of like open that portal portal for the spirits to like see the light to oh, move on. So okay. they would be massive bonfires. Like to a flame would be like, hey, this is your way out. Yeah. And the people would gather to burn crops and animals as sacrifices to the Celtic deities. Okay. During the celebrations, Celts wore costumes, typically consisting of animal heads and skins. Oh, God. Do they, like, really clean them out before they're putting them on their I didn't faces? go that far into detail, but I would assume they probably gutted them, at least. Ew. They also attempted to tell each other's fortunes. So, before oh. they were doing it for the priests, too. Mm-hmm. But, or, but now, it's like other people try to, as well. When the celebration was over, they would relight their hearth fires, which apparently they extinguished earlier in the evening. I don't know at what point in the festivals. But they would relight them from the sacred bonfire, and that was believed to help them be protected during the coming winter. Okay. So that's like a general, just like very brief origin story. Gotcha. Now, how do you think that it like has transitioned to what we have now? Did you see that? Yeah. Like an orb? I don't know if that's or if like something sparked off this candle. I don't know. This close? It felt like it looked like it came off my hand area, but like over here. It was as I was moving my hand. Yeah. Maybe it was the wind of it. Is it a reflection off your ring? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. We got some weird things happening up in here. Okay. Okay. So you brought up the Roman like empire at one point. But always. How do you think it has evolved? I know this is a very broad thing, but I'm just curious. We know there's not candy. Yeah. And it's more just marketing. Mm Mm-hmm. And 
Well, also, so like, there's not, there's no like rituals with it anymore. Right. It's not religion based. And territories were like taken over time and stuff. So obviously things have been like morphed. Mm-hmm. Even the story that you just told in the last episode. Yeah. Like, wonder how many different versions many of it. there are. So yeah, it's. So lost some of its magic as it's went through the years, I think. As we know, the Celts aren't ruling anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Maybe they are. Maybe they are ruling the world. Mm-hmm. But their ter- territory was conquered over time by the... Roman Empire. Absolutely. So by 43 CE, the Roman Empire conquered the majority of Celtic territory, and they ruled the Celtic lands over a course of about 400 years, which mm-hmm. led to the combination of traditions. Gotta have traditions. Yeah. Which... I guess it makes sense that there's, like, a combination, but a lot of times I feel like when people took over land, they tried to, like, cut off that, um, like, civilization's Mm -hmm. practices and rituals. So it's interesting that a lot of it did kind of come from Mm -hmm. that. They just kind of stole it, I guess. I guess so. Like everything else. (laughs) So there was two festivals of Roman origin that were combined with the traditional Celtic celebrations of the Samhain. So the first one is Feralia. I probably said that wrong. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear him, but that's Meisel. He's my baby kitty. <laughs> so during Feralia, Fer- they celebrated a day in late October. I have no idea if it was a specific day. They didn't list it. It's probably birthday. I think it was just like probably depending on like how... I don't know how much they were keeping track of, like, actual deeds. But anyways, when the Romans traditionally uh, commemorated the passing of the dead. So it was just sometime in late October. Okay. And then the second celebration was a day in honor of Pomona, Mona, the Roman goddess of fruit and trees. So the symbol of Pomona is the apple. Okay. Pomona. And the incorporation of this celebration into the Samhain could explain the tradition of bobbing for apples that is practiced today on Halloween. Interesting. I don't like bobbing for apples. We will circle. Can get me to do that. I did it when I was younger. I would drown. It is like difficult, but I think it's on movies. Too many movies. Yeah. Of people like getting just dying in there. (laughs) (laughs) I just. How many people it's are like drooling and like their it's mouths are open and they're gargling? Face in water. And how many people like touch the apple that you're like going after with their mouth and their tongue? No, thank you. I would just be worried about someone coming up behind me and drowning me. Just all the movies. You're done. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking fucked up, dude. Well, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I do not have those thoughts. We are going to circle back around to bobbing for apples. Of, can we talk about apples for a quick second? I've of been course. really into apples. Like, I've had them, like, every morning for the last four days. That's really good for you. I know, but I went through, like, a long phase of being, like, somewhat allergic to the skins or something. I forgot. And I got a, a couple golden delicious apples lately, and why I wasn't eating them. So I'm like, I'm going to take one to work. I'm going to scrub it real good. I'm not going to peel it. I'm going to see what happens. If I die, I die. It was the apple's fault. So I started, I took my first bite and holy shit. I was like, this is so good. I missed eating apples and actually eating it, not peeling it and just eating apple, but like breaking the skin and everything. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so good. And I took a couple bites and I'm like, I better like 
hold off eating the rest in case I die. At work. Yeah. And then I felt okay. Like my gums felt a little funny, but other than that, like my throat didn't get weird like it usually does. I didn't lose my voice or anything. So you just keep eating them. So I kept eating them. I'm like, dude, I can eat apples now. That's exciting. Apples are like, I have to be in the mood and I can't get like a whole bag of them because I don't eat them all. No, they'll go bad before I get through them. But I'm the same way with corn. I'm like, (laughs) I'm a prissy bitch. But like, I don't. I don't like it, having the skin. Sometimes it gets stuck in my teeth, so mm-hmm. I always like to like slice them off and cut them, and then it's just so much work. But I do like an apple, mm-hmm. but I like green apples, like sour apples. So that's what it's like: yellow, green, mm-hmm. gold, golden, golden, golden. Yummy. So yeah, I'm not like an apple fanatic. I'm not good with the names like all those people are. I've just been sticking with that one because I knew I didn't. Because maybe it's not even the skin. Maybe it's just particular kinds of apples maybe peaches and pears have done that to me too so i think yeah. it's the skin related or pesticide or something maybe but i was good with this one and i've been enjoying them good for you thank you i'm so proud of myself pomona would be proud pomona thanks pomona <laughs> so moving forward i just scrolled way too far on this evolution on may 13th 1609 ce pope Boniface, Boniface, the fourth, dedicated the Pantheon in Rome in honor of all Christian martyrs and the, I'm really struggling here, and the Catholic Feast of All Martyrs Day was established in the Western Church. Okay. So not really important, but it does become important because by the 8th century, Pope Gregory III expanded the festival to include all saints as well as all martyrs and moved the observance from May 13th to November 1st. Okay. So they're kind of trying to take over this holiday of the new year in a sense. So by the 9th century, Christianity influence had spread into Celtic lands where it gradually blended with and eventually replaced older Celtic rituals and religion. Okay. In 1000 CE, the church made November 2nd All Souls Day, yes. which was a day to honor the dead. Mm-hmm. Today, it is widely believed that the church was attempting to replace the Celtic festival of the dead with a related church-sanctioned holiday. Okay. So I think they they were trying to like take away Solwyn in a sense mm-hmm. by making it somehow like Let's make it more churchy. Yes. Less pagan, more Christian. Yes. Similarly to Solwyn, All Souls Day was celebrated with big bonfires, uh, parades. I said parades. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I know it's supposed to say parades and dressing up in costumes such as saints, angels, and devils. Mm. But All Saints Day, however, was the one that was celebrated on November 1st. Why would you want to dress up as devils when you're... I was, like, wondering that, like, shouldn't that be, like, no, don't do that? See, That's what I would be doing. But I'm, like, wondering if some, like, they were trying to, like, tell a story with it. Maybe. That would make sense. Because mm-hmm. was it Easter or something that we were... That some of the dressing up or whatever was, like, with storytelling? Yeah. Was so long I think ago. it was Easter. It's one of our first ones. I know. So, yeah, I'm not really sure. I just think it's funny how they have All Saints Day on November 1st, and then they have All Souls, All Souls Day on November 2nd. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess well, it makes sense. It, is November 30th or the 31st actually, like, the Devil's Night? November? No, like, dis- or what did I say? So, October 31st, 31st is considered, because that's when that veil becomes, like, blurred, in a sense. Mm-hmm. So, that's I guess when I they, they can... Devil's Night... 
I think that's like the eve of Halloween. Oh, the eve of Halloween is when they start to come. Maybe it's not a real thing. Like, I remember, do you remember, like, Hotel Cortez? Yes. Yeah. Wasn't it, like, the day before Halloween? Maybe it wasn't. But maybe it is because, in a sense, maybe, like, that night is when it's starting to open up into the day of October 31st. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But All Saints Day celebration, it was also called All Hallows or All Hallow Miss from Middle English, Allahalomase. Okay. Killed it. Sure. <laughs> if you say it with confidence, it's right. <laughs> Meaning All Saints Day. Okay. So the night before the All Saints Day celebration, November 1st, mm-hmm. which was the traditional night of Samhain in Celtic religion, began to be called All Hallows Eve and eventually Halloween. Fast forward a couple hundred years and colonization in America began. The celebration yeah. of Halloween was extremely limited in colonial New England because of the rigid Protestant belief systems there. Of course. But Halloween was much more common in Maryland and the southern colonies. Interesting. I never knew that. Hmm. wonder why. Because of in that early time of colonization, if these are if the origins of Halloween are coming from like those Celtic regions, so Ireland, the UK, and France, a lot of them went to the south first, I think, mm-hmm. right? Where the other like oh well, no, because we have Irish and Scot. Well, a lot of Germans grew up more. I don't know. Maybe just the vibe was right in that area, and they were like, let's Maybe. celebrate Halloween. Maybe less restrictions because the, the Protestant, oh, they like, they were breaking away from that hard press. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <sighs> so, do you know much about how, since it came over to America, it changed? No, but I'm sure it changed quite a bit because we like to Americanize everything. Yeah, and make it one big party in a sense yeah, and forget the whole reason that we're doing this. So as the beliefs and customs of different European ethnic groups and the American Indians meshed, a distinctly American version of Halloween began to emerge. So it's kind of like a bunch of different customizations. I don't really know what the Native Americans or the American Indians, the proper term, I should say, what their... I'm assuming they had some type of ritual celebration for the same reasons right, sure of the end of harvest. In some way. Yeah. Do something. So like, that gets pulled in together and now we have this very unique American version. The first types of celebrations included play parties, which were public events held to celebrate the harvest. Neighbors would share stories of the dead, tell each other's fortunes, and dance and sing. So very similar to the old Celtic rituals. Colonial Halloween festivities also featured the telling of ghost stories and mischief making of all kinds. Sign me up. By the middle of the 19th century, annual autumn festivals were common, but Halloween was not yet celebrated everywhere in the country at this point. And that was until the second half of the 19th century. America became flooded with new immigrants, Mm -hmm. especially the millions of Irish fleeing the Irish potato famine. Right. Talked about that. Yes. So that helped to popularize the celebration of Halloween, like nationally Mm -hmm. in America, because of how many Irish came. They brought Easter, and well, they brought the shamrock, and they brought Halloween. Yeah. (laughs) 
He just brought it off. <laughs> Literally our two like big freaking holidays. Yeah. And the Amish community <laughs> came along. <laughs> so Americans then began to dress up in costumes and go house to house asking for food or money, a practice that eventually became today's trick-or-treat tradition, which we're going to get deeper into trick-or-treating. Okay. This is kind of weird. It is weird. Think about it. But it kind of makes sense when we get to it. Okay. So tricks came into play due to the belief that young... I'm just going to like a little blurb here and we're also going to get to this. But tricks came into play due to the belief that young women on Halloween could divine the name of appearance of their future husband, name or appearance of their future husband by doing tricks with yarn, apple pairing or peelings Mm -hmm. or mirrors. Which is just, like, weird. The apple peeling sounds familiar to me. Like, you peel it and it creates a shape or something? Or? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you're on to something. But just hold that for a little bit. Okay. In the late 1800s, there was a move in America to mold Halloween into a holiday more about community and neighborly get-togethers than ghost pranks and witchcraft. Um, I don't actually... If I... I'll just skip it if I come back up. I think I might not said that wrote this part but also like especially in the 20s people during like the great depression stuff there was a lot of like vandalism and like mischief Mm -hmm. happening um so they were really trying to like mold it into a more community event so by the turn of the century halloween parties for both children and adults became the most common way to celebrate the day parties would be focused on games food of the season and festive costumes Parents were encouraged by newspapers and community leaders to take anything frightening or grotesque out of the Halloween celebrations. Lame. Because of this effort, Halloween lost most of its superstitious and religious overtones by the beginning of the 20th century. So now we're going to enter into the 1920s and 1930s. Halloween at this time had become a secular but community-centered holiday with parades and town-wide Halloween parties as the featured entertainment. I did go a little too far ahead when I said this earlier because I did include it, but in the 1920s, vandalism began to cause continued distress and ruined some celebrations in many communities. So it was just like, all right, you're running for us. We got to try and like change direction of what this celebration is. Makes sense. (laughs) By the 1950s, town leaders had successfully limited vandalism and Halloween had evolved into a holiday directed mainly at the young. Which I feel like, I mean, it still kind of is, but I, I feel like now, like, it, I don't know, even when we were growing up, like, everybody had parties. Mm-hmm. I think it's just one way to, like, some excuse to fucking let loose. Yeah, definitely. We'll take any holiday we can get and turn it into a banger. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Especially when it starts getting cold and yeah. shit. And as we all know, following the baby boom, boom, <laughs> baby boom in the 50s, the high number of young children caused parties to move from... So, like, they were community parties now, but they're, like, before. But now there's so many fucking kids. They have to move them from, like, town civic centers and into, like, classrooms or the home where everything could be more easily accommodated. So that's mm-hmm. why, like, schools started doing parades or, like the costume dressing up or you were doing it at home and somewhere between the 1920s and 50s this centuries old practice of trick-or-treating was revived so it like took a moment 
they're bringing it back. Mm-hmm. Trick-or-treating is thought to be a relatively inexpensive way for an entire community to share the Halloween celebrations. And in theory, families could also prevent tricks being played on them by providing the neighborhood children with small treats. Thus, a new American tradition was born and continued to grow. Fun fact now, today Americans spend an estimated six billion annually on Halloween, making it the country's second largest commercial holiday after Christmas. Skeletons. (laughs) Dude, I want one now. There was this one, I think it was when we were in Georgia, ironically. The state you don't know. Um, visiting Schmel. Um <laughs> there was this one house that had like twelve of those massive like it was bigger the skeletons were bigger than the house and they just had them like set up doing different so things cool. and then they had like normal sized skeletons like yeah. playing an organ on the porch and where do you store them when it's not do you just give them up all year round? I would. Yeah, where do you store those? Like storage units don't aren't that big. I don't know. Okay, sorry. These are a little bit longer than I planned. <laughs> colors. What colors Orange do you think black. of? Yes. And do you know why? Because orange for pumpkins, black for bats. <laughs> bats. I'm glad you brought up bats. We're going to talk about them I love later. Bats. So the traditional. Did you say you thought you were a bat in another life? Um, I'm pretty sure. Someone at me, but I'm pretty sure a few episodes ago she I said, said something about that. She was. I would like to be a bat. Going to be reincarnated as a bat, or you Maybe were a bat. I was a bat. Little batty. Name is Batty. So there we go again. <laughs> Do you know? I know what you're talking about because okay. you made me watch the clip, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh yeah, this looks familiar," but I don't think I ever actually no, watched Williams, it. Williams, bitch. She started like singing the song. Name is Batty. Dunner, 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 Humans, what? Okay. I forgot all the lyrics except for the first and the last. Anywho, the traditional Halloween colors also this we're double taking today and we are amped up on yeah. caffeine. We've had too much coffee. Anyways, I'm sweating. <laughs> Take your vest off. Why are you wearing a vest anyway? I don't know. To hide the fact that I'm not wearing a bra. <laughs> you also have a blanket on. Take the blanket off if you're hot. It's comfort. Okay. The traditional Halloween colors also trace back to the Celtic festival of Samhain. 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 Well, I like that. Say it again. Samhain. <laughs> it's like house money. Like, <laughs> Ow, that one. Yeah, see, it's not great. <laughs> so for the Celts, uh, black represented the death of summer. Well, orange symbolized the autumn harvest oh, season. So pumpkins I work. I understand. I get it. All right, so what are traditions and customs that you do or you know people do for Halloween? This one you should be able to give me some answers. The other ones were a little hard. I don't do much of anything for Halloween personally. Okay, but when you were a kid or... I would go get candy. Bye. What? How would you well, get candy? I would trick or treat. Okay. But tricks weren't a thing. It was just like, hey... Hi. You I'm never did any costume. tricks or pranking or anything? No, I don't think so. Mm. Did you? Mm-hmm. GTP people's houses? Mm-hmm. Couple oh. other things. No, oh, eggs. Eggs. It's not good. Potato launcher. Mailboxes, too. No. But that's a felony. Yeah, I'm just keeping <laughs> it real short here. Well, ironically, I mean, we were 
potato launchers brought home by the cops at 14 mm. but they were impressed with that potato launcher <laughs> hmm. lime potatoes we didn't get Sounds in trouble familiar. they said you can deal with it this wasn't even on halloween so i'm really just trying to like oh wow it was in october it was before halloween it was yeah, the, the most, weekend before halloween the most i do is try and spook people like scare them but mm. i also do that all the way around it gets more and more intense as it gets closer to Halloween because I get mm. more into the spooky spirit. But I like to hide around corners and scare people. I do that all year round. I try not to do it when people are holding coffee. I like have people. made a mistake. Oh. Yeah. I was going to say I've done that. You have done that. <laughs> to you. It was, it was, not me. Who was it? The loner. The <laughs> <laughs> loner. What yeah, I think so. <laughs> so it wasn't even Halloween. It was what is like, a new shirt, dude? I still have to send yeah. the money for your shirt. Oh <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's but all coming back to me. I felt so bad that day. Yeah, I mm-hmm. didn't feel bad at first. I was like, oops, and then as it uh-uh. kept fermenting, <laughs> I was like, oh damn, I'm in trouble. Yeah, I had to actually take a break because I was worried that people were getting mad at me. It's funny. I think it's funny. I get Wyatt like every day. Do you? I also get, I put my finger up. <laughs> like if he's walking. <laughs> Just like, <"Whoop." laughs> where'd that come from? <laughs> he hates me. I'm, I'm, that's funny. It's so common though. Oh like my God. Relationships, I feel like. That's like all my sisters and I did growing up to each other. Kissing each other. <laughs> God, you probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> okay, you can so people now. Okay, what else do you do? You dress up in Halloween costumes. Okay, I dress up as a little witch. Have you ever carved pumpkins? Okay. Yeah. What about mm-hmm. lighting candles? We don't really do that for like Halloween. Yeah. And last but not least, ghost adventures. Oh, of course. We're gonna talk about all these and kind of like where it came from. Why? I, it was a, a homemade Ouija board oh, no. of cardboard, but mm-hmm. on Halloween, we decided to visit a graveyard. Yes. That's not yeah. what you're supposed to do. Yeah. That's like Another opposite. thing we used to do, this is fucked up, but we would TP houses, but we'd also like walk around and switch people's like pumpkins on their porches. <laughs> like swap with other people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Do people know this? I don't fucking know. I didn't go back and be like, hey, did you notice that? I no, it's actually kind of like the pussy that would be like, guys, come on. The kid worked really hard on that. <laughs> really? <laughs> I was easily influenced. Oh, man. Okay. Pressure. So trick-or-treating. Yeah. The origins of trick-or-treating are kind of up for a debate, but there are generally three theories. Three theories. Okay. <laughs> Theory one. It suggests that during Samhain, Celtic people would leave food out to appease the spirits traveling the earth at night. Over time, people began to dress as these unearthly beings in exchange for similar offerings of food and drink. That's weird. It was poor. I, I'm going to pretend to be costumes? a spirit. You'll give spirits food, but dude, they probably made them. Yes. Maybe that's why they would like put animal but heads over them. But it seems messed up for people to be like, hey, go dress up and walk by the house and I'll give you food for it. <laughs> it's weird. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's fucked up. They're like offering spirits food, but then they're starving. People were like, I'm going to go 
and dress up well, so I so can get So is it just food. like the poor people's idea? Like, hey, if I pretend to be a ghost, they won't notice it's I'm not. I'm ghost. filling in blanks here. I don't know if it was poor people, but I'm assuming it's not the rich people. Like, I'm going to dress up as a ghost and take this food. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Or maybe they're like, I'm going to haunt you. Give me food. Could be. So theory two, I, this one's like so interesting to me and I kind of believe it. But it speculates that the candy boom stems from the Scottish practice of guising, which is a secular version of souling, quote, souling. During the Middle Ages, generally children and poor adults would collect food and money from local homes in return for prayers for the dead on All Souls Day. The geysers dropped the prayers in favor of non-religious practices with the inclusion of songs, jokes, and other tricks. So to go a little bit further on this, according to History.com, quote, the American Halloween tradition of trick-or-treating probably dates back to the early All Souls Day parades in England. And during those festivities, poor citizens would beg for food and families would like give them pastries called soul cakes. Oh, that sounds familiar. In return for their promise to pray for the family's dead relatives. So I'll give you food, but you got to pray for my relatives. I'm assuming to move on because of this. They're actually going to do it. So the district, how how do they think they're going to do? Like they're actually going to pray. You You look down on poor people and all of a sudden you think their prayers are going to like help your spirits. I don't know. But the distribution of soul cakes was encouraged by the church as a way to replace the ancient practice of leaving food and wine for roaming spirits. So the practice, which was referred to as, quote, going a souling, was eventually taken up by children and would and the children would visit houses in their neighborhood and be given ale, food and money. Hmm. Okay. Nice of them throw ale in there. Right. Um, Theory three argues that modern American trick-or-treating stems from bellsnickling. Bellsnickel? Okay, that's probably right because it's... Were you joking? No. Oh, you're joking. Okay. This is German, so bellsnickel. Yeah, it's probably like... Bellsnickling? You you watch The Office, right? Yeah. I don't remember the things like everybody else, though. I thought it was Christmas-related, I thought. So, a German-American Christmas tradition was where, like, children would dress in costume and then call on their neighbors to see if the adults could guess the identities of the disguise. In one version of the practice, the children were rewarded with food or other treats if no one could identify them. So, they think that it, it... This theory is arguing that it, like, stems from... The schnickling. Did I say that right? I don't know. Far stretch. I I th- think it's probably coming from the soul cakes. Yeah. To be honest. And that just evolving from leaving it out for spirits and mm-hmm. kids just being like, I'm starving. I'm yeah. going to take this food. Yeah. No, that makes sense to me. So the like trick part of those, that's where the treat comes from mm-hmm. comes from. But the trick or the pranking, um, they had an abundance of toilet paper and eggs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Toilet paper was definitely back then. <laughs> Playing pranks often uh, varied by region, but the pre-Halloween tradition known as, quote, Devil's Night. Oh. 
is credited to a different origin depending on the source. Some say that pranks started... I forgot I even had that in. <laughs> Some say that pranks started as part of May Day celebrations, but okay. Samhain and eventually All Souls Day also included good-natured mischief. When Irish and Scottish immigrants came to America, they brought item they brought with them the tradition of celebrating um like a mischievous night as part of Halloween. Mm-hmm. So they don't really know where they just think over time it was like, well this is the night I can fuck around. Kind of wild. Mm-hmm. Think about Well when if you think about it too we I didn't say this but I was like just thinking that when I was writing my notes but so many of our now fears are ingrained in us because of like our evolution how survival was like people were scared of the dark for good reasons Mm -hmm. and like this was the one night where you go out and you you make a whole night of it Mm -hmm. and you're celebrating like the spirit so I can see how it had evolved to hey let's get rowdy yeah maybe yeah that makes sense so costumes. Why the fuck are we dressing up as pop stars and shit like that? Our true identity, right? Yeah. Um, the the traditions of costumes kind of have both European and Celtic roots. But on Halloween, the day it is believed that ghosts come back into the earthly world, people thought that they would encounter ghosts if they left their homes. So to avoid being recognized by those ghosts, people would wear masks when they left their homes after dark so that the ghosts would mistake them for fellow spirits and leave them a be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking through your photos of some of these costumes and they are creepy as hell. I was hoping you'd kind of be at that part mm-hmm. right now. And I'm going to scroll back because there's this one that has this creep in the background of it. So it's the... Oh, Which is the caption say? Or the, the site? Or source? How is that the source of it? I had everything right underneath. Or the caption maybe underneath. So the one is, since teenage pranksters were known to wreak havoc on Halloween night, starting around the Great Depression, adults yeah. started organizing neighborhood activities like trick-or-treating, haunted houses, costume parties to keep young people from making trouble. Three girls yeah. pose in their mask costumes to found Halloween. It. So this is Cincinnati, Ohio, 1929 in the College Hill neighborhood. And there's these, this picture of these three girls. One's a, looks like, like a, a flapper, kind of. One looks, yeah, kind of like a flapper with a masquerade mask on. One, the one in the middle, I have no idea. <laughs> one on the right's like a clown. But if you look behind the far left girl and zoom in a little bit. Oh, my gosh. Is it a costume or is it someone like a, a police know. officer? Regardless, it's kind of creepy. It's what really it's creepy. Ooh. Okay, I'm kind of creeped out now. Didn't even notice that before. Ugh. They are like it. The evolution of costumes, which some of these do. Um, the captions underneath the photos do describe like. Obviously, people didn't have money to buy like box costumes, like go to Spirit. Mm-hmm. Or something. So they were homemade costumes, which were fucking terrifying. Yes. There's this one that's like someone's just, I think there's supposed to be a clown. It's all in white. There's a, it looks like they're almost like wrapped in some kind of black ribbon around the whole body, too, crisscrossing and like. 
It's like right. Oh, that mummy one? Isn't that a mummy? It says a person wears his homemade mummy costume. Oh, it would help if I read the caption, huh? In this undated well, 1930s. So big, was, I know. I'm I didn't sorry. like scroll down enough to look at it. I just copied and pasted them. Oh, <laughs> so that's he's creepy looking. Yeah, he looks like a clown, but I guess it's just the holes that he cut in the face, right? I, yeah, I or guess does he so. Have, like big, like what is lipstick he holding? Lips? I don't know. That's why I thought it was like a rubber nose or something. Like I thought he was a clown. No, look how big his hand is. Yeah, he's a big boy. He's kind of creeping me out a little bit. Look, creeping like mini mouses that that girl's wearing. Like just toys too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so to keep ghosts away from their house, this kind of goes back with the trick and the treating part, but, um, to keep ghosts away from their houses, people would place bowls of food outside their homes to appease the ghosts and prevent, oh, I already said that. I rewrote it twice. So funny. Sorry, guys. Deal with it. All right. So carving fucking pumpkins. You know, so I hated, like, I I just don't like, well, it's so fucking messy. But I do love pumpkin seeds. Yeah. I recall saving seeds a couple years and roasting them. Mm -hmm. Love it. Different seasonings on them. So carving pumpkins. (laughs) Pumpkins <laughs> originated in Ireland. The Irish would use... What do you think they used, actually, instead of pumpkins? Because it did not start with pumpkins. Oh, I know this. Let me think. Are you Googling it? No, I was posting oh. a picture. Oh. <laughs> you're adding your thing to my story. I didn't get to do it. Um, let me think. It was potatoes, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't potatoes. Hang on. Shh. You got it. Oh, it was radishes. No, you're close. Or, oh. Do you was play that Animal Crossing? No. Oh. Wait. Animal no. Crossing Sundays, what can you buy? It's like no. the stock market. Tur. Mm. Eh. Turnips. I was close. It's like, it's not radish. It's like <laughs> yeah, not you were animal. close. That's why I was like, she's going to get there. it. It's there, it's there, it's there. Um, yeah. But yeah, they turnips, used that's right. uh, uh, turnips instead of pumpkins. Mm-hmm. And allegedly, based on a legend about a man named Stingy Jack, who yeah. repeatedly trapped the devil and only let him go. <laughs> the devil. <laughs> Sorry, I had a little... <laughs> who he repeatedly trapped the devil and only let him go on the condition that jack would he was repeatedly trapped by the devil and only the devil would only let him go on the condition that jack would never go to hell wait am i i was right the first time wait let me say this again okay so the legend is about a name Fuck, made it. A stingy man Jack. named Stingy. Stingy? <laughs> I don't know. It's S-T-I-N-G-Y. Is it Stingy or Stingy? I think Stingy. So Stingy Jack. I don't know what Stingy would be. Who repeatedly trapped the devil and only let him go on the condition that Jack would never go to oh, hell. So he was like, I will let you go if you promise not to take me to hell. Yes. I got it. However, when Jack died, he learned that heaven did not want his soul either. <laughs> oh, no. Could you imagine? So he was forced to wander earth as a ghost for eternity. Oh, no. The devil gave Jack a burning lump of coal (laughs) and a carved out turnip to light his way. Okay. The locals eventually began carving scary faces into their own turnips to frighten away evil spirits. I don't really... Like, that's funny because, like, he was, in a sense, an evil spirit then who just made a deal with the devil. Yeah. So you're, like, taking on his... Person, like, wouldn't he be more? Wouldn't he want to go to that? Uh, maybe it's to make 
them think they're spirits also and that he wouldn't go near them. Oh, and they're just lost souls that couldn't yeah. get into heaven as well. Mm-hmm, maybe. Maybe. Okay, so the bonfires. Yeah. We said how that was like pretty much to bring them in. But now it, it kind of evolved to lighting candles as well. So for much of the early history of Halloween, towering bonfires, massive bonfires were used to light the way for souls seeking the afterlife. But these days, not as recently, lighting candles generally replace the large traditional blazing bonfires. We have candles lit right now. Yeah. So we we're are helping the souls. We're helping them move. Yeah. Ghost adventures. This is actually like not that climactic. <laughs> what? There's Go- like not. Do you mean like the show Ghost Adventures? No, like oh. just in general. Like during Halloween, everyone's like, I want to go on ghost adventures, right? You want to go hunt some ghosts. So actually today's ghosts are often a lot more, they're depicted to be like a lot more fearful than they were 2000 years ago. Okay. Um, revisit technology. (laughs) No, I think we just look at it. Like we want to be like spooked out where before it was just like, they weren't really scared of these spirits, like wandering. It was like to guide them. It's not spirits scared of ghosts. Yeah. Like we make these like really fearful, scary stories, Mm -hmm. like French fool and stuff but like frightful but it wasn't like that 2000 years ago like it was like a way to try and like find peace for the dead instead of you know trying to spook people Mm -hmm. it was a way in a sense they were trying to be um I said it earlier and I can't think of the word right now but they want like ease like Mm -hmm. of knowing that winter is going to be okay and this was a way to like do so where now it's like we want to be wow. frightened yeah we never think of it like that anymore it's always like mm-hmm. scary god that's weird so we're gonna revisit the origins a little bit ultimately it's because of what it all represents like the festival of the Samhain so that marked the transition to the new year at the end of the harvest and beginning of the winter Celtic people believe that during the festival spirits walk the earth like this was their time that they could kind of go to either side. Mm-hmm. But later on, Christian missionaries introduced All Souls Day on November 2nd, which perpetuated the idea of the living coming into contact with the dead around the same time of the year. So, like, all of these things over time was, like, associated with death. So, we started to, like, make it more how it is today. Yeah. But it was never like that. It was just like honoring the dead, which around the world, there's different types of Halloweens. Right. Like Day of the Dead in Mexico, mm-hmm. you know. So I just think it's funny because it never started out that way. Like they weren't scared of th- like like we are mm-hmm. in a sense. Not us, but what animals come to mind? Well, I guess kitties. Yeah. Black kitties. Ca- yeah, I was just going to say what color. And I guess they're not really animals, but you did say it earlier. Bats. Yes. Do you know why bats? Um, I had no idea. This actually kind of shocked me. Why do they become a symbol of Halloween? Mm-hmm. Let me think. Bye. Um, I don't know. Yeah, tell me. I'm, I'm so they were likely present at the earliest proto Halloween celebrations, and not just symbolically, but like literally, as part of the Samhain. Remember the the Celts built 
or lit large bonfires, yeah. which then attracted insects, mm-hmm. which uh, in turn attracted bats. bats to feed on them. Yeah, so there's just bonfires with bats, bats swooping, around. swooping around. So soon, spotting bats became connected with the festival, and in me- medieval folklore, it expanded upon the eeriness of bats with a number of superstitions built around the belief that bats were like a part of death, like they were harboring death. Mm-hmm. I think that's like huh. interesting because I was always curious, like why? Yeah. I, I know they kind of come out at this time. I feel like you see, but I see bats they're in the summer. Around. Yeah, they're around all the time. Yeah, so it's just like I've never and, even thought of it either. Well, I never thought about them as a symbol of Halloween. Well, but a lot of people do use them as like decorations, yeah. but I've never Spiders thought about too. why. Yeah, I assume that's just because people are scared of them. But I wonder, like spiders and bats. Over time, they probably did get. Scared. I yeah. don't know. But spiders and bats. This time of year, it's getting darker earlier, so then you have the lights and you're seeing all the webs. Well, like there are, it's attracting more insects. Hmm. So I guess maybe they're coming. Like you're seeing spiders and bats more. It could be. I don't know. But black cats, do you know about black cats? Well, they're, it's a superstition that they're bad luck, right? Yes, but I never, like, I've always known the superstition of bad luck, but I didn't really, reading it, I was like, okay, I think I've heard that before. But it, like, all kind of goes... They, an omen of death? Kind of. So, the idea of being spooked by black cats dates back to the Middle Ages. Mm, if that if they ever happened. happened. <laughs> when black cats were considered a symbol of the devil. Mm. Allegedly, witches turned themselves into black cats to avoid detection. Mm, yeah. Which I, like, forgot about that fact. Yeah. I just always... Like, I forgot why would they said witches have black cats. But... It didn't help that centuries later, accused witches were often found to have cats, particularly black ones. Yeah. Oh. Interesting. Makes me think. We each have black cats as well. I was going to say, around (laughs) one's Salem, like, our ancestors? Maybe. Maybe they found us for a reason. He's not familiar. That's so funny. People begin to be- begin to believe that the cats were a witch's familiar. Yeah. And if you don't know what a familiar is, it's the supernatural entity that would assist in practices of dark magic and black cats and spookiness have been linked ever since then. Mm-hmm. It is funny that you said that. Mm-hmm. About why Raoul and I are like Probably. the tightest. Probably. I just love him because I've always wanted a black cat. <laughs> he's my baby. Yeah. All right. You said about candy. What? Do you, this has nothing to do with it, but what's your favorite candy? You go to candy on Halloween. Oh, I'm not a candy bar person, I'll admit. Um, so it'd be more like gummy related, probably. I feel you on that. Um, I love gummy bears, sour gummy worms. Um, you know, like taffy, those little fruity things. Not the Tootsie Rolls, but the fruities. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the real small, like yeah. Tootsie Roll, and different flavored ones. Those are my all-time favorite. Mm-hmm. If I had to pick anything, it was those. I do like chocolate, like dark chocolate. Okay. Um, You're a very picky trick-or-treater. So, okay. All time, I'm right there with you with like the gummies if, and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I'm like getting candy, the main thing I'd eat would be Reese's Cubs. Okay. That'd be the main thing I'd eat. You have candy with you? <laughs> I want a Reese's cup. It was in my, remember, it was in my purse. Oh, it's warm. Oh, because it was against my best So, yes, I'm not a candy person, but I've been randomly carrying around these two pieces of candy. For this. 
No, I forgot about it, but I was like, oh. wait, so remember I randomly am on this yeah, one of my like blood sugar is down low and that's, I just need candy. No offense, I don't think this Reese's pumpkin is a pumpkin any longer. <laughs> Do you want no. twigs instead? <laughs> I'll put this baby in the freezer and then okay. I'll be all right. I can bring you like full ones no, if you you're want. Fine. You're fine. Um, Thank you so much. This is so sweet. No, I literally, I was like, There's, oh, it's in my purse. What if I do get hungry during this doubles? I don't like candy. Why am I carrying around it's old candy old, old ladies kind of do that. No, I just birthday. get these weird fixations where I'm like, literally, like, yeah. Your birthday? This week. <laughs> I, it started three days ago. That's what happened. I just all of a sudden was like, what if these, like, lightheaded feelings are because I have low blood sugar? Your girl now? And I have yet to eat these bars that have been by my side. <laughs> So now that you know you can eat apples. Yes. Candy apples. Eh, yeah, I know. Not, not my, my thing. thing. If it was just, if it was chocolate, sure. But I'm not candy apple person, not a caramel apple person. Like, no. Do you know why they're such a big thing? Well, tell me. It's because <laughs> people for centuries have been coating fruit in syrup as a means of preservation. Oh, yeah, yeah, But during the Roman festival of Pomona... The goddess was often represented by and associated with apples, like mm-hmm. I said. And her name actually derives from the Latin word for apple, poma. Mm-hmm. And the fruit is at the heart of the harvest celebrations. So, like, apples in itself are, like, the staple fruit mm-hmm. of Halloween and these celebrations. But it is believed that candy apples were invented accidentally in 1908 by William W. Kolb, a candy maker in Newark, New Jersey. Hmm. Shit, I just accidentally made a candy apple. It's actually kind of funny. I melted some candy accidentally. <laughs> oh, shit. Not this apple slipped into the syrup. <laughs> As the story goes, you just said it. I don't think you got it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Cole was experimenting with red cinnamon candy to sell at Christmas time, and he dipped apples on sticks into the red glaze and put them in his shop window to shake, showcase his new candy. That seems on purpose. <laughs> But it was for Christmas, uh, I think. But instead of selling candies, he ended up selling the apple. Oh, he was using the apples as the showcase for the actual uh, red cinnamon candy. Okay. So, but instead of selling candies, he ended up selling the apples to customers who thought they looked good enough to eat. Interesting. And they became fashionable treats for Halloween starting in the early 1900s and they remained popular until around the 70s. Huh. It kind of fell off from there. Which they are popular, but they're not that big. No. Well, and I'm very like, that's a weird thing to decide to use to showcase your candy. Yeah. So you must have had some kind of gut feeling that I was going to be a big seller. Maybe. What makes you think like... Maybe just like being... Like, yeah, because like, why can't you just put it on a flat fucking sheet? Right. And, and put it out there. Create, like, break it out or something, like, make it candy. I guess you just, like, have a surplus or... of apples. Maybe. Maybe the color was just really pretty and it, like, really, like, shine when you had an apple. They do shine with this, like, mm-hmm. circular sphere. Hmm. Whatever. I don't know. I, have, I think he had some kind of yeah. gut feeling. It's like, you're right. It was an accident. I love this. I was fucking on purpose to with the devil and was like, I can hook you up, you gotta make these, you're Let's gonna start be diabetes. <laughs> Sorry if you're diabetic. <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> I was gonna like 
actually apologizes. <laughs> Anywho, so the candy for like trick or treating, the act of going door to door for handouts has long been a part of Halloween. As we know and have talked about, but until the mid 20th century, the treats children received were not necessarily candy. It was ale, money, or food. Mm-hmm. Things like fruits, nuts, and coins and toys were also likely to be given out, but not really candy. So trick-or-treating rose in popularity in the 1950s, and it inspired candy companies to market small, individually wrapped candies. Of course. Yeah. It's consumerism, whatever. So people began to favor the confections out of convenience, but candy did not dominate at the exclusion of all other treats until the 1970s when parents started fearing anything unwrapped. Uh, Which makes sense. Think about all the shit that started happening in the 70s. Yeah. So, yeah, it was like, okay, you're not just going to set out, like, random open fruits Mm -hmm. or like I need to trust where it's coming from a security thing I guess so do you like candy corn fuck no thank god I think you're a psychopath if you like Mm -hmm. candy corn Mm -hmm. like what the fuck agreed agreed it's nasty it's always been nasty to me I don't understand why people like don't ever give it to me no go get her potato I'll put it in my mouth and Yeah, don't make me get my potato launcher. <laughs> so a candy maker at the Wolderley Candy Company in Philadelphia represent just kidding. representing Philadelphia? PA. Okay. <laughs> is sometimes credited with inventing the tricolored candy in the 1880s. Like it's so old we, it should be out of circulation. It's just pure sugar. It's is it? Is that all it is? And they just died it. Tears of children. <laughs> is that why it's in the shape of a tear? It's the shape of corn. It's corn. <laughs> it's corn. But candy corn did not become a widespread sensation until the Golitz company brought the candy to the masses in 1898. Candy corn was originally called chicken feed. Bringing back the chickens from last uh. episode. And it sold in boxes with the slogan, quote, something worth crowing for. <laughs> okay. Initially, Is that a um, presidential campaign? Oh, my God. Because it sounds like it. We really need to just redo the president one that we never recorded and put out there. We should. Ugh. The slogans. The slogans. I, I loved it. Initially, it was just an, um, like, autumn candy because of corn's association with harvest time. But candy corn later became Halloween-specific when trick-or-treating grew again in the 1950s. Let's talk about apples. Let's talk about apples. Well, do you have anything more that you want to say about apples? <laughs> uh, other than I love Golden Delicious right now. And that she's I not love- going to die from them. I'm not going to die. So far, so good. I love peanut butter with my apples, specifically. Um, I do like peanut butter with my apples, not caramel. No, 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 no. no. I'm not a caramel person. Mm-hmm. Well, do people put salt on their apples? Is that that thing? Salt. Probably like sea salt, caramel. Oh, you mean like just salt? Yeah. No, uh, some people like put it. cantaloupe like, and watermelon. Like people mm-hmm. sprinkle it. But I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Too much for me. I don't do know. you like apple butter? Yes. See, I do, but I don't. Honestly, I like... It's the same thing with, like, bananas. I don't like, like, all these things made from... Like, apple butter is okay, but it's just too much for me. Apple cider, too much. Huh. I, I don't know. 
I just want same with like grapes. Like I like a grape, but I don't like anything grape like flavored. Oh, wine. Well, but. I mean, most grape flavored things do not taste like grape. Yeah, you're right. It's just an artificial flavor that's on. But like last time we had apple cider, and that I hit the spot, but I couldn't. It makes my stomach hurt if hmm. I do too much. I've had yeah. apple butter on toast in a long, long, long Ugh, time. Neither. I sounds fantastic, actually. Anyways, so bobbing for apples, the fear that Sid has and will always have, apparently, and I will have at our next Halloween party. Fear of what? A station of bobbing for apples. It is now a staple event at Halloween parties, but the origins are more so rooted in love and romance. Okay. And we're actually going to get into some of these romance uh, rituals of Halloween because a lot of them have kind of gone away. But anyways, bobbing for apples. The game traces back to a courting ritual that was part of a Roman festival honoring Pomona. 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 <laughs> um, and there's multiple versions that exist. Which I'm going to get to in like a minute. Get to it. But the gist of it is that a young man, what young men and women would be able to predict their future relationships based on the game itself. Okay. So just before I get into it, do you ever like? Do you think of love when you think of Halloween? No. No. But a lot of Halloween traditions and beliefs, beliefs that have been forgotten, forgotten. <laughs> are, like, based on love and romance hmm. and, like, starting anew. Which, if you think about the new year, yeah. like, when you're, like, oh, I'm, like, we don't really do this. But, like, I mean, your, like, goals and aspirations, like, let's say we're single. It's, like, okay, in 2024, I'm going to get married. I'm going to do this, blah, blah, blah. So, it makes sense because November 1st was the new year yeah. for a long time. So, like, I think some people were like, oh, my God, like, I can't be alone and miserable for another cold, dark winter. winter. So, unfortunately, because I think it's, like, unfortunate that they have been forgotten and lost because the rituals tended to focus on the future instead of the past and the living instead of the dead. Okay. And that's probably why it has over time because, like, I think people want to be, like, scared and focus on the dead for Halloween, but that's not how it had originated. Like, it was... To move on, mm-hmm. move forward, and fortune telling, like all that kind of stuff. So many had to do with helping young women identify their future husbands and reassuring them that they would someday, with any luck by next Halloween, be married. Oh, yes, please. Please come down. <laughs> For the time, though, like we're in a different time. It's hard to put ourselves there, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So the 18th century in 18th century Ireland, I'm Oiland. almost done. I'm sorry. Oiland. Matchmaking a matchmaking cook might bury a ring. I'm just going to backtrack this a little bit. Okay. Let's pretend we're in 18th century Ireland. Yes, please. There's a matchmaking cook, and she's like, you know what? I'm going to bury a ring in these mashed potatoes on Halloween night during the mm, celebration. That seems like a bad idea. Something. And Someone might choke on that. No, she's hoping to bring true love. I would choke on that. To the diner who found it and choked on mashed potatoes. (laughs) Yeah, okay. So it did happen. I know people. I added the dye on it. Oh. They, she was just hoping that the person, the diner, the person eating the mashed potatoes who found it, they're going to get true love and a chipped tooth. Yes. Yeah. I don't know what the ring was made of, but. 
you have to wonder, like, how much was it manifested after? Like, oh, I'm the chosen one. You're my wife now. Or you're my husband now. I don't know. So now we're going to Scotland. Scotland. Fortune tellers recommended that an eligible young woman name a hazelnut for each of her suitors and then toss the nuts into the fireplace. Okay. The nut that burned to ashes rather than popping or exploding, the story went, represented represented the girl's future husband. Okay. But some versions of the legend are quite opposite of that. The nut that burned away symbolized a love that would not last, which makes more sense to yeah. me. Why would you want the one that just burned to ash? Yeah, but then I guess it's easier to choose because they're not supposed to right. burn. They normally will pop. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's like, well, if three are popping and only one's burning, how can I pick three? But I can clearly pick the one. Well, maybe you just have more choices out of the three then. Or maybe you, you just have to pick, pick like a really rotten dead hazelnut. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of... We're going to get more into nuts here. Oh, boy. Another tale. Not really sure where this is. But if a young woman ate a sugary concoction made out of walnuts, hazelnuts, and nutmeg before bed on Halloween night, she would dream about her future husband, and then they would be... We should try that. I don't know if I want a nutty concoction for myself. You don't want a dream. nutty concoction before bedtime. Are you sure? <laughs> what do you think that tastes like? Walnuts, hazelnuts, and nutmeg. I hate nutmeg. I don't know. Hate nutmeg. <laughs> All right, so back to the apple peeling thing. I mentioned it before. You said you might have heard it. Mm-hmm. You're kind of like spot on in a oh, sense. Thanks. Doesn't really make it makes a shape. They're a little far-fetched on this. But again, young woman would toss apple peels over their shoulders, hoping that the peels would fall on the floor in the shape of their future husband's initials. Yes, yes, yes. I don't know where it is that I heard this or saw this. Maybe it was in a show or something. Probably. <laughs> a probably. Movie. American Horror Story? I read it somewhere. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, I have familiar. never heard that before. Yeah, it sounds really. Funny. I bet you used to but do it might that because you used to peel your apples. I didn't used to peel them. I ate apples and then I couldn't eat apples for a short time and then would peel them. I don't know. So these anyway, young, <laughs> the young woman would also try to learn about their future um, by like looking at egg yolks floating in a bowl of water. And I guess in this the is same also sense, witchy. If no it went into like the initials or made like the face of the person, that's who their husband was supposed to be. Yeah, it's, it's just whatever you're seeing that you want to see. Yeah, but also like I'm thinking about it. They keep saying like young women are doing this. So at this time, were women the one who? Has it always been that women choose their husbands? Because I thought it was like the... Maybe they're not choosing. They were just like... Like, you had to go courting and stuff. Yeah. But, like, you're not just like, oh, like, I I dreamt of you, so you're mine. Right. Because you can't just go after, like... Maybe it's just to try to take a peek into the future and who they will end up with. Well, a lot of it was focused on fortune telling. Mm -hmm. Telling. 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 But it doesn't all seem pretty witchy. It seems super witchy. Which, 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 I don't know. (laughs) Um, They also would stand in front of mirrors in darkened rooms, holding candles and looking over their shoulders for their husband's faces. Don't do that. You're not seeing your husband's face. You're seeing a spirit. Have you, have you done that? Like, I do Bloody Mary. Wrong? No, like, not really. But I've, 
in more even recent years, I've stood in front of mirrors in the dark and just stared until you uh-huh. start, start morphing and shit. Yeah, it freaks me out. Yeah. And I still do portals. it sometimes. Yeah. Well, remember when I accidentally sat like two mirrors somewhat across from each other and I thought I opened a tiny portal? My mom listens to this. Oh, you want to cut that off? <laughs> no. <laughs> she has removed some of the blankets. But <laughs> I was like, you've done this for, it's been like this for like 10 years. The portal's already open. Mm-hmm. I love you, mom, but. <laughs> yeah. Well, I moved mine immediately. So I was like, I should. Oh, they weren't right across from each other anyway. But I had myself freaked out. <sighs> it does kind of freak me out, but I have mirrors like all, all over. So come on in. Don't say that. <laughs> it's not your house. You're still saying it. Don't curse me. I'm scared. I'm sweating. It's the coffee. Um, it's the best. Some of the rituals were actually competitive, so like, put me in, coach. Okay. At some parties, the first guests to find a burr, like you know, like the burrs out in the woods that you get. Maybe you don't call them like burrs. Well, see, to me, there's a difference between burdock and burrs. Like burdock is like the which I don't know which one they're talking about, but yes, in a in an essence, yes. are they like mean thorns? Well, you know the, how birds are like the bigger balls that are like spiky, but then there's like those really tiny ones that are just like sticky, but they're mm-hmm. not as spiky, and they don't get as matted. You can just like pull them out, like yeah. So I, that's what I'm picturing, but I think either bur or bird off. same, yeah, pretty much idea. So <laughs> the first. Just, this just tells you the times, too. Like, how fucking bored are you? The first guest to find a burr on a chestnut hunt would be the first to marry. Like, why the fuck are you hunting chestnuts? What does that even mean? Is that, like, an egg hunt? It sounds like they just want people to pick up the chestnuts to clear out <laughs> the yard. Yeah, it was, like, a way to clean up. Yeah. <laughs> clean everything up. <laughs> oh, you found a burr. You're going to get married. Good job, honey. So good. Pick up some more. <laughs> In 10 years. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> um, and then at other parties, the first successful apple bobber would be the first one down the aisle. I told mm. you we'd come back to so that. That's why I'm like way against it then, I guess. Yeah. It's just like ingrained in you. Like, don't do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is, I'm sorry. This is kind of taking me a little bit longer. We have like five minutes. Last but not least, I mean, we your have five favorite of like what I have to do. Oh, I thought you were like... No, I'm just like, I know I've been sitting here a while. I've been trying to go oh, through it. Okay. So last but not least, movies. movies. Your favorite fucking thing. Movies. All right, tell me about your Halloween movies and go. <laughs> okay, I'll take it away. <laughs> There's so many. There is so many. Um, I'm actually going to like start of like the history of it. Okay. Like the first original scary Halloween movies. This is all taken directly from history.com because I got bored at the end of my notes and I just wanted to include this one in. Okay. So all of this is quotes. What's the first Halloween movie? So scary Halloween movies have a long history of being box office hits. Classic Halloween movies include The Blob, the Halloween franchise. Um, (laughs) I don't even think The Blob's in this. What is The Blob? It's a blob. Takes her straight to the point. town, like full, I don't know. Is it, does it come up in other types it's of really movies old, and like shows? I don't know. I had a nightmare once about it. Mm-hmm. 
I don't want to look into it. So okay. just let me know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I am kind of curious. Okay. So classic Halloween movies include the Halloween franchise based oh, on the 1978 original film directed by John Carpenter and starring Donald Pleasance, Nick Castle, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Tony Moran. Moran? Moran? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know actors. It's okay. So yeah. 1978 starts Halloween franchise. In Halloween, a young boy named Michael Myers murders his 17-year-old sister and is committed to jail, only to escape as a teen on Halloween night and seek out his old home and a new target. Ever heard of it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's like a hundred movies now. I know. (laughs) If you don't know who Michael Myers is, get the fuck out. Yeah. Actually, I don't think I've ever seen the original Halloween. Sorry. The, a direct sequel to the original Halloween was released in 2018. I did see the original Halloween. Was I did not see this one. was released in 2018 starring Jamie Lee Curtis and Nick Castle. A sequel to that, Halloween Kills, was released in 2021. And a sequel to that, Halloween Ends, was released in 2022. I didn't know all of this. Yeah, they did so many recently. I'm just like, I don't know. I didn't watch them. Why are you pushing them out that close together? I don't know. So... Considered a classic horror film down to its spooky soundtrack, Halloween, inspired other iconic, quote, slasher films like Scream, Nightmare on Elm Street, and Friday the 13th. More family-friendly Halloween movies include Hocus Pocus, The Nightmare Before Christmas, my favorite. I still think that's a Christmas I know. It it feels more Christmassy than Halloween movies. I 100% agree. That's I literally save it for Christmas time. Mm -hmm. Beetlejuice and it's The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Uh, I know. I don't like Charlie Brown. That is what I have on Halloween. I know it wasn't like scary, but... What's your favorite Halloween movie? Or top three or something? I know it's hard to like pick like one. It is really hard to pick one. I do love Friday the 13th. I don't know why. I think because I just like watched it so many times. I have like yeah. memories. Um, you have memories? Mems. <laughs> not a big on Halloween time. That's just, it's not like creepy enough. You know no, what I mean? but, but it's, it's like good. Yeah, that's, that's why I'm like going back and, and like, yeah. It just is feel good. Um, but Hocus Pocus is for sure good. Oh, yeah, Hocus Pocus. I need to watch that. Yeah. Rowling. Chainsaw Matt. No, these are like, I just naming mm-hmm. things that I like. I do like Nightmare on Elm Street. N- yeah, okay. That is definitely. Tight. I think Friday the 13th goes before that. Friday versus Jason, all the way. I never watched Friday versus Jason. It's so funny. Definitely. Yeah, I think you did tell me that it was like worth. Oh, I think we were talking about, like, was it our number 13 episode? We talked about Friday the 13th and yeah. Jason a lot. Mm-hmm. I think we brought it up then. It definitely was, because I was like, oh, I've never watched that. And you were like... What was your favorite Halloween costume? Like, OG costume? Or I guess, like... Yeah, what'd you dress up as the most? Growing up? Mm-hmm. I had this, like, really terrifying princess costume. It had, like, one of those, like, you know, like, the 90s masks. This isn't my favorite, but, like, you know those plastic weird masks that we, when we were, like, younger Mm kind of was a thing? I looked like the most terrifying princess ever, but I I just, like, feel like it's a gold. Golden. Sorry, but that's not my favorite. I don't know. I did witches a lot, but that's just, like, your go-to. Yeah. (laughs) What is your what's my what's your favorite? Mm, 
I always end up going with a black cat. Yeah. <laughs> Are you surprised? I've done like pretty creative ones, but I haven't done like a like staple piece. Mm-hmm. Like I did like a jack and coat. I I like partnering with people with it. Yeah. But, like Blue's Clues and Steve. <laughs> These aren't that good. Um Moira Rose and John. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know. I don't even know if I'm going to dress up this year. Well, uh, we talked about maybe being scarecrows. Might do well, a trunk or treat and dress up as scarecrows. Well, if we're like, we love Halloween and then we can't think of like anything well, honestly, that we've like, done. I'm always wor- I, yeah. like most of my things I have to go back years because mm-hmm. I've been working every Halloween for the past five, six yeah. years. I just can't think of like what I would dress up other than a cat. Dressed up as a witch when I was younger, probably a pirate once. Um, oh, I was a pirate once. Vampire, which is just like it was Dorothy, tea. like a slutty Dorothy one time. It was For cute sure. though. <laughs> just like sixteen, dude. <laughs> My parents bought me the costume, and when I came downstairs, my dad was like, "That's what we fucking bought." <laughs> I thought you were Dorothy. <laughs> He's like, "Put pants on." <laughs> Like the like sparkly red stilettos. Yeah. I was like, what did you expect? Yeah, did not look at it pre ordered. They That's went funny. with me to Party City. Oh, it was in person. Yeah, fucking idiots. Really, <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, me bought it. What else did I dress up as? Oh, I was like a really weird, ugly, witchy goth person one time. Oh. I would go hard, but I looked so fucking ugly. Let's see. Um. We were sp- my friend was supposed to have she had to recancel because she's pretty sick but she had to reschedule because she's pretty sick but she was going to do a super small party um, just like five of us mm-hmm. but um, like classic old school horror movie was like the theme so mm-hmm. she was going to be like ghost face I was going to be like the girl from the ring oh Samara yes thank you and um uh, other people were like The Shining, the twins from The Shining and stuff. That was, that's a good one. Yeah, I was pretty excited. I so love that movie. We'll see. I so I wanted to be Johnny, mm-hmm. and then the, my two friends, like her one friend's coming in town. She's like, "We're gonna be like the twins from The Shining." I'm like, no, that means I can't be. Like, who, who's your boyfriend gonna be? Mm-hmm. He has to be Johnny now. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's Uh, Real quick, did you know more people are buying costumes for their pets? Americans spent nearly $500 million on costumes for their pets in 2021. And that's more than double what they spent in 2010. I'm not surprised. I'm not either, but that's, like, disgusting to think about. Yeah. It's just, like, so much money. Mm -hmm. Anyways, sorry, we can end this. Um, I wanted to see if I can... Yeah. Anyways, thanks for listening. (laughs) Uh, Do you want to plug your stuff? You want me to? Do you want me to do it? Yes, please. <laughs> if you don't mind. I don't mind. Uh, don't forget to follow us on our, follow us follow us. On our social media pages. Uh, we're on Facebook at Unprofessionals Asking Questions. Instagram at UAQPod. We have an email at UAQPod at gmail.com. Send us recommendations, topics, whatever. Um, and we are also on Patreon if you feel the need to donate or want to help us out. Patreon.com slash UAQ. We have different tiers that you can choose from so please don't be shy and we love to hear from you and thank you for listening keep wandering thanks bye